you guys so much for listening to this episode. I just want to say that there will be a trigger warning at the beginning of this. We talk about some sexual assault that happens within the movie. So, yeah, thanks. Dan, let me ask you. Let me ask you one question. Please, please respond. Oh yeah. <laughs> I love that you're posing and ready for me to ask a question. <laughs> at what age do you stop being a kid? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Hard hitting. I, I thought I'd answer. I'm gonna say later than we think. Or, but yeah, but yeah. What? How old do you think you were when you're like, I'm no longer a kid? Oh, maybe like 20. That, that? Oh yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> good for you, Dan. Good for you. I was probably like seven. I mean, I think it comes in stages. 20 is the like, oh, no, nah, it's over. definitely not a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am, an, I am in a, I'm a full grown adult at 26. Yeah. I. I, I, I agree with you. It does come in stages. There's some points where I'm like, oh, I'm 30-something now. How, I don't know how old I am. I'm 30-something now. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Like Now now I'm an adult. Now I'm an adult. You stop being a kid is when you forget how old you are. Go, wait. No, no, no. I'm, oh, yeah, yeah. No, I forgot that. <laughs> oh, that's sad. That's so sad. That's so sad. Anyways, let's start this thing. I'm, I'm depressed already. Listen, guys, this is required watching where we watch the the essential films from most of cinematic influencers and look at them through the lens of learning about filmmaking and how to move forward as if you are a child going into adulthood. My name is Trey. And I'm Danny. Listen, today we are talking about kids, uh, the 1995 film about a day in the life of a group of teens as they travel through New York City skating, drinking, smoking, and deflowering virgins. I did not make that up, by the way. Just, just to be clear, but pretty accurate, I will say. This is rough. Wait, really quickly, this, this is starring Leo Fitzpatrick, Justin Pierce, Chloe, Chloe Sevigny, Rosario Dawson. And honestly, that's all you need to know about. It's, it's like it's got a bunch of kids in it. This is written by Harmony Corinne and uh, directed by Larry Clark. Harmony Corinne, before we get into this film, is she? he wrote, I always think it's a girl, it's not. He wrote Beach Bum, which I believe is a Robert Pattinson movie. Yeah. Oh, it's got, it's got mad people in it. It's, hold on, let me just... It's Matthew McConaughey, Snoop Dogg, Isla Fitcher. This, actually, this is not the movie I thought it was. Uh, Martin Lawrence. Okay. Martin Lawrence is in Beach Club? <laughs> this is... Hold on, what's happening? <laughs> I feel like okay, I've we, seen this movie, but I don't remember. I remember Matthew McConaughey, and that's it, and Snoop Dogg. I thought, I thought this was the... The Robert Pattinson movie? All right, I'm completely wrong. I have not seen Beach Bomb, but he wrote a Spring Breakers, which is a, a lot to do with our kids, naughty kids. And that's, I think that's the that's the gist of like heavy hitters that he's written, but he seriously has a knack for writing children doing naughty things, right? Have you seen this before? I know I picked it, but have you seen yeah. it? I haven't seen I haven't, it. I haven't seen it in a while. So here's the thing. I... I picked it because I haven't seen it, but it, the, the th- two things I knew about this movie was it's about skating. Like I knew, I, th- I just thought that it was kind of like one of those skate movies in a weird way. Like it, it, it just didn't feel anything I heard about it kind of had to do with skating and like skate culture. So that's kind of like what I know about it. And the second thing was that it was Rosario Dawson's first movie. And that, and I guess the third thing is it was like, a huge deal because it had a lot of controversy controversy because they were children just talking about whatever i didn't i didn't know what it was about i didn't know and i didn't know the storyline i didn't know anything so as you know dan i like five minutes into this movie i'm texting you like i don't know if i just made a mistake by picking this movie 
what, what was it? What was it? Did you remember the movie at all? Like, like, is it sick in your mind or not? Yeah, the first time I saw it, I think I was in high school, maybe, and it was like okay. presented to me as, oh, this movie, this movie right here, ooh, oh man, like, <laughs> like, this is a raw, like, edgy movie. There's sex and all that stuff, and I remember watching it and going, oh. Yep, this is exactly <laughs> what it was sold as. It's. I remember thinking like, "Holy shit, my childhood is so much different." <laughs> how, how accurate Wait, to your childhood is this, Trey? This was nowhere near my childhood, obviously. But but there, there are certain elements of it that I was like, "Yeah, I like either I did this or I know other people who've done this." And like, oh, yeah, some of those conversations, I'm like, "Oh, I." I remember those conversations. Oh yeah, those like those conversations were being had. For me, it wasn't like it definitely wasn't boy girl like boy boys talking about this and girls talking about this. Like, I I always ascribe this to like just being a theater kid and like just being like really open. Like this group of people were just open with each other, so we just we just always talked about like sex and and bodies and whatever else. So for me, for me, I was like, yeah, this is this couldn't be any more accurate to like my middle school high school life. And I'm okay with that. The, the thing, yeah. it's like the everything, thing, everything outside the dialogue. Exactly, exactly. I mean, this, this bit of time where they're talking about sex, because let's, let's face it, there's it's the start of the movie where Telly and Casper is it maybe mixed not, but Telly's having sex with this girl, and then and then like Telly and Casper have like this talk as they go to the you know house with the rest of the boys, the skate boys. And then we're introduced to the girls and like what feels like solid 30 minutes of time is essentially talks about sex, how they like having sex, what their partners will or won't do. And what, I mean, at that age, there's nothing else. But see, I, it felt so. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, listen, you're right. Also, you're it's right. summer. It's supposed to be summer, I think. It's summer. Yeah. yeah. So there's really nothing else. There's re- exactly there's actually nothing else. Nothing else other than talking about sex. But you know what? It's fair. I yeah. I, I definitely didn't have. I had some people around me who were like not sex fiends because it was a lot. Of, there was a lot of talk in my circles and actual having of sex. But it seemed like it seemed like everyone across the board in this movie was just like fucking like rabbits. And I was like, okay, okay, children. Do, yeah, do which, you're there. I don't know. I don't know if I'm disclosing how cool I was, but that was not the case. Oh, that was not the case for me either. I was I was I was definitely not on them streets doing what doing what they were doing. So I texted you. Let me try to actually find it really quickly. So I texted you and I was like, did he just say he wants to have sex with like babies? Like it, it, was, a, it was a it was a very strange line and I didn't write it down. It was like the strange line of him. Of, he said it multiple times in the movie. He's like, I want to have sex with virgins. <laughs> no, oh, I have it right here. I want to fuck those baby girls. Nothing could be more weird than what I assume is like, he had to be like 15, 16, right? Yeah. Right? Even still, that, that buys him a little bit. Because it's like, all right, well, he's a kid. Right, sure. hyperbolic. But <laughs> it only buys you so much. I but see I, I I can't I can't imagine I was at fifteen thinking ooh that twelve year old's hot, right? I feel like when you're in that age, time works so much like like different like, like differently. So like like a three year difference now as adults, we're like oh that's nothing. Like that's nothing. Dude, remember that? be a freshman and someone would be dating like a junior. 
crazy. Exactly. I, I had it the other way around. Like seniors were dating. Yeah, seniors were dating freshmen. I was like, wait, what? Like, what? How is that allowed? Cool for the freshmen. I, I mean, we were talking about you know crazy topics. I was in court. I forget. I forget for what. I was in court with my dad. Maybe to like I, I, I don't know to pay for some. I, I don't know what was happening. But it was like small. I, I, it was a small claims court. It was actual court. But before us, essentially, you get called, like you wait, you wait around all day, you're told you have to be there on this day at this time, and then you essentially wait for you. So I was with my dad, and and I was really young. And I remember the guy before us gets called, and it's a, like, called from out of the stands, meaning he, he came there from his home into the courtroom, and he was being charged with statutory rape. And the, I, the difference had to be a year, had to be a year, oh, or like, like, but like he, but he, he was like 18, but the girl was like, must like 16, 17, something like this. And, it, and the people were there, like the people were there, wasn't the girl, it was the parents. So the parents were the ones pressing charges. And I remember them putting the handcuffs around this kid. And I don't remember what the sentence was and all this stuff, but like to know that you came in as a free man and now you're leaving the statutory rape for someone who was like, essentially your peer is mind boggling to me. And like, fair enough. I'm not saying I'm not saying it's okay, but I mean, like, again, talking about timelines on like people that you end up liking and all this stuff, and only with those who are at least at, at most two years uh, younger and than only you. Only when you're 20, stop having sex. <laughs> so, um, so this movie was so strange to me, and and just like we're, like this is our protagonist, and all we're learning about him mainly is that sex is all he can is all he wants, and that he only wants to have sex with virgins. And he's us. He's and he's the worst. He's the worst. Because how far in do we find out that she's got HIV? Sure, she, she, we, I, we must find out about about half, about 30, 30 to 45 minutes there, right? Yeah, so like, there's like a big chunk of the movie where he's still going around doing his thing, and you're like, this motherfucker. It's, it's gross. It's, it's gross. It's, it's gross, especially because he has like HIV, but it's even grosser the fact that he's like, I want to have sex with virgins because they are clean. Right? It's like it's like they're clean, they haven't been with anybody. I just wanna like, you know, whatever he says. And he and also, he's, he's, got like a, he, he's got like a script down. Yeah. So the number the number of people well the question look, uh, yeah, the number of people he must have been with is untold. Like he he's had sex with two virgins in a day by the end of this movie, right? So if if those are his numbers, he's he's doing his thing. Only virgins, by the way. We extrapolate those numbers. It's uh... <laughs> staggering. But then the question is like, well, how did he get this? Because part of part of me is like, he didn't get this from sex. He got it from drugs. You know what I mean? Because like the like they were doing whippets in the in the apartment and all this. And and I'm like, I wouldn't be surprised if he tried like crack or you know I don't know, I don't know heroin or some shit and and got it from there. Not that it not, like it doesn't it actually. Yeah. This movie is such a, I mean, I wasn't there, so I don't know if it's how accurate it is, but it seems like such a time capsule to 90s New York. Yeah. In like in every, every facet of these kids is like, ah, oh, damn, that's a sign of the times. <laughs> I wish I don't, I really truly don't fault this movie for being as raw because I think, I think we talk about AIDS and, and HIV and like, the movie doesn't distinguish what the difference is, which I think is a bit of a failure as far as educating with the, to the audience like what the difference between AIDS and HIV is. 
but I think, like you said, as a sign of the times, like New York was hit really hard with its whole AIDS thing, right? And then to have the, like to see it from a perspective of kids who are like naturally, at least, especially when I was growing up, being like being labeled as like sex hungry teens, like it's so interesting to to know what that's like, especially for heterosexual like teenagers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. For this, because this was like this is a gay disease. Like you, you know, if you're if you're gay, this is what you this is what you, what happens. What other big HIV AIDS movies are there? Philadelphia, Philadelphia, which we talked about. There weren't, there honestly, weren't many. And when when did like Philadelphia took a while to come to come out? Yeah, the one where the kid gets the blood transfusion. TV movies. I remember watching it, being like, oh, okay. It's a '90s movie where a kid gets a blood transfusion and gets AIDS because of the blood transfusion. Oh, it's oh, a okay. bummer. It's a bummer of a movie. Yeah, that sounds that sounds really sad, actually. So Philadelphia came out in '93, so only two years later we're getting this movie. And Philadelphia was like the big movie that broke through like some of the barriers. You know, you know what I was thinking about was, I wonder if. I wonder, like, would this movie have made a difference for you if they showed a bit of the consequence? Because I, I felt a bit unsettled by the ending. Of like, it, it seems like it seems like as soon as she uh, Jenny, I think Jenny's her name. As soon as we fi- we figure out she has HIV and she only slept with Telly, we don't get like it's it's her it's her like trying to find him. The entire movie is her trying to find him, and as the audience member, you know that he's just trying to have sex. So these two trajectories are happening. And at the end of the movie, he's already having sex with this girl and she does not stop him or tell him or anything. And that's fine. Like, that's fine. Like, I, I'm very aware that she was going through her own thing. But then it just ends and like, there's no, it feels like, I don't know. I would have loved to see some like repercussion and like. I mean, I think you're forgetting a big uh, scene on the couch at the end. Oh, I'm not forgetting it. I'm not forgetting it. It's like clearly tragic and disgusting what's happening, but it's like, oh, this is just gonna keep spreading. This guy just got it himself. Yeah, Chloe Sigmund's character Jenny, I think, gets raped on a couch after passing out from doing drugs, and Casper just fucking decides to rape her for not that there needs to be any reason, but like just out of nowhere, he wakes up from this party and just decides. To assault her. Yeah, she wasn't even at, like at the party when he was like, he's like, oh shit, Jenny's here. Yeah, and it's just fi- fine with doing what he does to her. And isn't like one kid who sees who sees this like no no one does anything in this movie. Like, it's so again, it feels like so. To your to your point, you're absolutely right. He's like Casper spreading it. Now he's gonna spread it, and it just feels like because they don't know what's happening. It's just this perpetual thing. And while that is true and like real, I just don't, I just feel like she would have said something to him slash like, you know, cut to like three months later, six months later, where he's like, he, he now knows like he's too sick to, you know, at some point he's just gonna be too sick to continue his actions. I feel like they might've, maybe I'm imagining this. Was there a kids too, or was there supposed to be kids too? I, I heard rumors of this, actually. But <laughs> I'm pretty sure I can guess the plot. <laughs> yeah, no, no. 
No, there, there was not. But there, there, I mean, I, I think the sequ- honestly, the sequel to Kids is every other movie that comes after this is Philadelphia. You know what I mean? Anyway, this movie makes me sad. Let me just check my notes right quick because I feel like I'm just talking about a really sad movie. Yes, sorry, yeah, I had in my notes that, that, that just like the whole Chloe Sevigny getting uh, assaulted on the couch was just cr- wild, wild. Yo, straight There's, up. She even says, yeah, you think we might kill that guy? Just not, not even caring, not even taking into consideration that they might have murdered this guy. Just in the middle of the park. In the middle of Washington Square Park. Again, no repercussions. No one, no one's saying anything. No one's doing anything. And I think that was the nineties. That wasn't exactly. That was the nineties. Wait, is that what is that what that Jonah Hill movie is about? Is that what mid nineties uh, is about? Honestly, mid nineties is kind of like a California version of this. It's it's not it really? as it's not as like raw as this one. Yeah, but it definitely feels similar because at the same time frame, skate kids just running reckless. I think in LA or an LA suburb or something. Right. And yeah, I think okay. he also used like non-actors. So it feels like that kind of unfiltered view yeah. on things. I've read, I've read that, that kids was actually really close to the script. Like there wasn't much improvised despite it all sounding improvised. So Harmony, the, the writer is, was 19 or something like that when he wrote this and was dating Chloe Sevigny. And that's how she got into this movie. And like, this is how her career started, which is wild. Because I would, I would actually argue that she, like she's an underrated actress and and anytime she shows up anything, I'm actually really excited for it. But like, this is all of the, like, this is everyone's first movie. We have Rosario Dawson because of this movie. But also half the kids are dead because of this movie. Uh, not because of this movie, but half the kids from this movie are dead. Wait, in the the kids' extended universe or in... <laughs> in the kids' extended universe as well as a real life. Like, hold on. Like that black kid. That black kid's... Yeah, that black kid's definitely dead. Justin Pierce is dead. Sorry to say it that way. Let's see. Yeah, that black guy. I love him just saying that black guy. I think his name is Harper something? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know his name, but... Yeah, the black guy. And said, he said, I believe it was to, like in just suicide as well, like overdose and, and suicides mm-hmm. and whatever else. So, I mean, I think that's um, part of the reason this feels so genuine, like a genuine look into what being a kid in New York in the 90s was like, because mm-hmm. it's literally just kids in New York in the 90s. <laughs> They're like, hey, read this. I, I appreciate that. I, I, I wrote down, I was like, oh, this reminds me very much of what we're, what teen like euphoria like euphoria and how it's like oh like kids this is us doing drugs like we are teenagers and this is like an extension of our lives and like there's a uk show called skins and like that was just kids doing drugs and whatever else like that like that was their lives which is very different from like the gloss of like the oc or (laughs) i mean the the oc was super glossy but also think about i think it came out the same year clueless right 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 or at least like clueless. right after right before it's like these are stark contrast yeah no seriously like you think about like gossip girl which you know i'm talking like seven years later or whatever it is but but we like we like to show teen life in like one of two ways but every time we look at it in i guess a raw fashion like this it's considered controversial it's considered like I, I also think adults understand that this is what kids go through. So like, like, like we were talking about earlier, there's a part of it where I'm like, 
yeah, this was this death. This was definitely part of my life. This was definitely part of what I was going through as a, as a teenager. Oh, yeah, um, they definitely captured the emotion and like the, for lack of better words, the the angst. Mm. Just being like, I just want to do whatever I want. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I thought, speaking of which, I just love that he's stealing from his mom, and the mom's like, I got nothing for you. After he knows he took her, my oh my god, so frustrating. So frustrating. Just talk about unlikable characters. I learned a new way to steal a 40 ounce. <laughs> Yo, the, come on, son. You're better off just walking out with it in your hand, actually. Like, it makes no sense. Also, he, he definitely he finished a 40 before noon. <laughs> yeah. Went to go get another one. It's insane. On a it's su- in, yeah, I, I, I've got nothing else. This movie, this movie has, has honestly tossed my emotions up, down, and all around. <laughs> so reckless. It's absolutely reckless. I'll, I'll wrap this up by saying, actually, I don't want to cut you off. Do you have anything else to say? I said what I need to say. <laughs> no, I'm done. I'm done. I'll start by saying this. This movie caught me completely off guard. It, it, it does have a very fresh, what's, what feels fresh and feels real because it is teenagers being teenagers, even if they are pretending to be adult-like because we all have been, you know, 12, 13, you know, teenage years or even younger and, and trying to be an adult and failing miserably. I feel that way now when I'm in my 30s. So it, like, that's just so good to see. I'm going to say this is not required watching. I'm going to say this is not required watching, not because this movie wasn't good, but I think there are other movies to show you that you can write a really great script, have really great direction, and produce things on, like this is an indie film, so produce things on an indie budget. I don't, I, like, I don't think this is like an end-all, be-all. And I think that, like, I think there's other things out there that show, that show you a bit of like, the raw nature that said, I would I would recommend it because of how raw it is and how explicit it is, and it should be a shock to anyone to see this because this like this kind of like explicit conversation between people under twenty one is just not something that's seen despite it being real, which is why like I said, shows like Euphoria are like triumphant because it gets it gets to show like teens that you know young people at its realist. Yeah, yeah. Again, not, I, I I just don't think so. I'm going to say, yeah, it's required. Whoa. (laughs) I think from like a filmmaking perspective, I think it's a good example of like, of how to do indie DIY, very low budget thing that really captivates you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like there wasn't a single moment where I was like, I don't really care about these kids. (laughs) Like everything they did, I was like, like, Every choice they made that was stupid, I was like, "You're fucking up!" Like, yeah. stop, stop. But I think, I think that alone isn't enough to make this required. But I think the fact that it's also like a time capsule and like the context of when this movie came out, true, I think true, makes it makes it required. I I hear you. I hear you on all that, and I I, I was debating. I must admit, but just nothing brought it over the edge for me. I but lo- looking at it in comparison to like Philadelphia, for example, but like in that that's a whole different, like completely different movie. But just talking about the topic, I think I think you're right. And, and and honestly, I think there aren't many movies like we talked about Alien and how it broke the careers of many people that we know now. There aren't many movies that like break people's careers like actually propel them into our common you know 
our, our lexicon of, of actors that 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 we have today. Right, Sarah Dawson and Chloe. Again, like you may you may not know, like we may not be on like every like tabloid magazine or something like that, but they're great and brilliant and, and should be respected. So it's the kid that plays Telly. He's been in a bunch of other things, and I'm always he's like, still, oh shit, yeah, the kid. Can still, yeah, my man's still working. I know like, Har- Har- Harmony, the writer, still writing and doing whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's great. Yeah, I, I just I couldn't pass it through. But yeah, I listen. I, just to be clear, by the way, 1.5 million was the budget, and it made 20 something million. So it got to see its its profits over and over again. And for NC-17 or unrated film, it's like that. It, you couldn't have asked for anything better. I think that's another reason why it's required because it's a. I think it's a good example of how to do things that are skirting the line of what's acceptable and not mm, yeah. in, a, in a in a very presentable way. Even, I read the, that. even the uncomfortable scenes, they're uncomfortable, yeah. like visually to watch, but nothing seems like it. Nothing. It never felt like salacious. Or like, ooh, I would agree with you. I would agree with you. I I just what was I gonna say? I was gonna say two things. I agree with you on that. Oh, when I read that fact about it's it's NC NC seven so we got NC seventeen from the MPAA and when they release, they actually release on uh with an unknown rating. Not unknown, but unrated. Uh, but the, the MPAA said, "Like we're gonna, like we're giving you an NC seventeen, but we don't think you should edit it because it won't have that much of an impact." Hmm. Which is such a like, which such a recommendation to get. Like, if if I heard that from them, I'd be like, "Yeah, cool." Like, I'm just not gonna. Yeah, I'm just not gonna. Why would I add anything? Because I think they I get mean, a bad rap of being like, "We're we're gonna rate you R, or unless you know, unless you take out this third fuck in the middle of the movie." You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, they know what they were making. Yeah. That it was going to be like a little unsettling. Yeah. I, I, I think I agree with you on this one. Of like, just like the confidence of like, this is what we're doing. And, mm-hmm. and like, the people, the people may not like it in terms of like the people who are going to give us a rating, or people may think it's too much of this or too much of that, but this is what it is. And to make like, it's, it's a cult, it's a cult classic, period. Like, we're, we're still talking about it now over 20 years later. And, I, I definitely think that's something that's that's something. Anyways, listen, if you like this episode, ha, why don't you try sharing it online with your friends and post about it on social media or perhaps yeah. give us a rating and a review. Do it. I dare ca- you. <laughs> I dare you. To catch the latest from me, you can catch me at Trey Apps on Twitter and Trey.Apps on Instagram. Also, you can catch the show at Required Watch on Instagram and Twitter. Where are you at, Dan? I'm at Danny Taverner everywhere. Hell yeah. Listen, thanks so much for watching. Peace out. Bye.